0: Hey, what is up, guys? Uh, it is the Trivia Guy. Thanks for uh, tuning into another episode of The Issue. Check us out Monday, Wednesday, Friday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, if you like the show, awesome. Tell a friend. Um, spread it out. Spread out word of mouth here. Um, if not, just relax. It's not a big deal. Don't tell a friend. Go about your day. Um, but, hey, check out our Instagram at the underscore issue podcast or our Twitter is just at the issue podcast
1: yo what's up we are back it is the issue it is monday september 28th and we are back with another episode a uh, exciting sunday yesterday uh, in the NFL, we're gonna get you all the uh, all the updates, all the scores from Sunday, some of our thoughts here in the first segment., uh, it Tim is, is a person.
0: I am. It is a beautiful Monday today.
1: Yeah,
0: we have a fantastic game later tonight to watch. Um, I mean, I mean, it's just it's good all around. Like I said, great game later tonight to watch. We got ourselves. Uh, we had ourselves a lot of good games um, yesterday. The hometown team, Pittsburgh Steelers got a double. We'll get you know, to
1: that. Victory Monday today. Yeah, today Pittsburgh. is
0: just all football, and I
1: can't wait. We're just going to – We might touch on a little bit of baseball later. Yeah, in the news. yeah. Uh, we're going to get to the news you guys in the second segment today, but we're just reserving this whole first segment for all of Sunday. There's been some – you know, a lot
0: of like I said, we, we said going in, there's going to be a lot of interesting games, and they proved to all be really good, uh, pretty much.
1: Yeah, we had eyes on Carson Wentz. we had eyes on Joe Burrow, uh, Baker and his game with Cousins. And yeah. There were a lot of pieces to watch and uh, a lot of updates to bring to you guys. So, without just you know, keeping talking, we're just going to get right into it. Yeah,
0: without further ado, um, we'll just get into some games going down the list here. We got Tennessee beating Minnesota 31 30. We right. both picked Tennessee. I remember I said. I don't know, man. I'm liking Minnesota bounce back a little bit, but I I then revised my statement. And said no, nah, I, I like Tennessee. Um, I did. I was right though on Ryan Tannehill, guys. Didn't all right. play all that great. Did not play well. He had no touchdowns, one pick, uh, 23 for 37, 321 yards, which is good. Only a QBR of 79 though. So he did look like the Tannehill that we that we know. You yeah. know, um, he he kind of looked mean, like he got carried by Henry a little bit. Derrick Henry, 26 carries. Uh, 119 yards, two touchdowns.
1: I so. mean, Derrick Henry's really the story of this game, just like usual with the Titans. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, he did try to run the ball a little bit. Uh, four rushes for nine yards. He fumbled twice. Yeah, so, that's a big problem. Yeah. That's a big problem. That is uh, just not what you want out of your I don't think he lost any fumble. of
0: the fumbles, but that's still not yeah. good. Um, I, But Kirk Cousins looked pretty decent. Kirk Cousins looked like exactly – he looked exactly like what Kirk Cousins is. Like you, just he's a
1: consistent guy. He's
0: not bad, no. but he's not great. He needs a strong running game. You know, um, Dalvin Cook had a really good game: twenty-two carries for one hundred eighty-one yards and a touchdown. Insane. He also had a two catch for eighteen yards. Um, but then Cousins off play action was able to get some things going: sixteen for twenty-seven, uh, two hundred fifty-one yards, three touchdowns. I didn't like the two picks. He needs to take care of the ball because as a game manager, that's that's got to be priority number one. Yeah. Um, um, he did have a QBR of ninety six, though, so I like that.
1: Justin Jefferson looked good. Uh, oh my god, looked amazing! One hundred and seventy five yards, a touchdown, a seventy one yard uh, long chunk play right there. Yeah,
0: I mean, that, you you love to see that. Um,
1: With a guy like Kirk Cousins, you need consistent weapons on that team. Yeah, no, I, I mean, agree. If he, if he's not going to be able to be as consistent as you would like him to, or just kind of you know middle of the road, you are going to need those weapons to kind of almost appear that, to take him to the next level.
0: I agree, um, and that, I think that's why we saw he was really. It was much better with Stefan Diggs. The first couple of games, he did not look good without Stefan Diggs. I think Jefferson's stepping into the yeah. role because of looking better. But, hey, I mean, still, they're still 0-3. They still have a lot of work to do. Exciting game though, 31-30 Oh, yeah. Goskowski hit that game winner. Um,
1: what was the under on this game? Hold on. Let me check.
0: I don't remember. I think we did – I think I took the over, though.
1: Yeah, 49-and-a-half, and it was over for sure. Oh, yeah. I, I think, I, think I took the over. Yeah. Um, I will right, we'll go
0: over to uh, the Rams. Drop one in Buffalo to the Bills. Um. The bills look really good. The this bills look good, but Josh they they Allen. almost pulled an Atlanta Falcons. They were up twenty eight to what? I think three, maybe. Yeah, the story of the game was really just the collapse of the Bills' defense.
1: Right but there. eventually,
0: yeah. they ended up coming back. They were good. They were fine. Honestly, to me, the story of the game was was Josh Allen yeah. and and um his ability to dissect a pretty good defense mm-hmm. and a good schematic defense in the Los Angeles Rams. Um, like I said, they only have Jalen Ramsey and uh, Aaron Donald. They don't have a lot of other talent, like like big-name talent outside of that. With Sean McVay and a really talented coaching staff, they have um, really good schemes, yeah. uh, good blitzing, et cetera. Um and I think Josh Allen was able to diagnose that, and uh, he ended up going for 24 for 33, so pretty efficient. Yeah. Um, 311 yards, four touchdowns, only one pick, uh, and then able to rush for another touchdown on the side, and then had a – a uh, hundred and twenty nine QBR. Yeah, that that's what you need to see from Josh Allen. I think he's his, playing at an MVP
1: level right now. His escapability and just his ability to keep the plays alive. Uh, with you know when he's being pressured like that. That was really the biggest takeaway for me. I mean, I saw that one touchdown he threw. I think they were on like either the ten or the fifteen, but he got away from I think three pass rushers and just made three guys miss, and then threw an absolute bullet to the corner of the end zone. No,
0: yeah, he he has incredible arm talent. I think you're starting to see him finally refine that. Yeah, I um, mean, start he early in his career, he'd kind of make dumb decisions, kind of trusts his arm almost a little bit too much. Yeah, I feel like now he's starting to rein it in a little bit. This we were talking about. I'm not comparing him to Patrick Mahomes, but coming out, everyone said, oh, Patrick's a little wild." Yeah. His footwork can get a little messy. He can get a little wild. He can trust his arm a little bit too much. And uh, in the past couple of years, that's what I've personally thought about Josh Allen. I remember in the playoff game, he tried to do some weird little shovel pass against the Texans. Yeah. Ended up being a fumble. He just kind of was a little bit loose. Yeah. And I think finally starting to rein it in. I, he's playing an MVP level. Right. I would say him and Russell Wilson are are my two candidates right yeah. now. I mean, Josh Allen total, um, including rushing stats, he has about 1,100 yards. Um, He's got 12 touchdowns, only one pick. Mm-hmm. That's what you need to see from Josh Allen. Um, Jared Goff even
1: looked good the, on the other side of
0: the ball. That's what I'm saying. People bang on Jared Goff. Jared Goff's a great quarterback. Wow, well, would not say great, but he's a very above average quarterback. I would put him in that second tier. And um, you know, while we're all, we're talking about those tiers, we're going to talk about Carson Wentz. We're going to wait, but um, might as well just get into that now. Yeah, while I'm here, might might as well. Um, you taking him off your? Top I will three? take. I am going to take Carson Wentz off of my top. 10 quarterbacks. Okay. I had him as my third best quarterback because I love his talent. I love, I love his arm. He just is, he's not looking good. His accuracy. He looks, he doesn't look comfortable in the pocket. He doesn't look like he's able to step into his throws, make strong, accurate, confident throws. Um, but I am going to now put Josh Allen and Jared Goff in my top ten quarterbacks.
1: So who's going to take that top three spot for you? Because I know Wentz sat at number three. So now who are you going to move up to three? I will move Lamar up to three. Okay. Uh, Lamar
0: was my number four, and Deshaun was my number five. Okay. Um, so I would put probably Russ or Patrick Mahomes, Russ Lamar. Okay. Would be my top three, and then and then I would probably go Deshaun Watson. And right now it's undeniable Josh Allen's a top five quarterback. Yeah. At least right now. Right. I'm not saying. We'll have to reevaluate. Maybe Wednesday we'll do our quarterback tiers again, Yeah. Um, like in more depth. But I would say right now Josh Allen's a top three quarterback in the league right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd, I'd keep him in my top five just because I have seen what he is in the past. But Jared Goff is, is surely a top eight quarterback. He's in that next tier down. i put him with, like, Big Ben.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, even Brady at this age I would put in that second tier. Right. I would put – I don't think Rodgers is, is still at that special level. I would put him in that tier. I think Breeze would be there right now too. The way he's looked, I don't know. Um, he gives me a little bit of uh, a
1: bit of worry. That Sunday night game last night, he looked. I mean, just he looked better, but not great. Still not pushing the ball downfield.
0: No, I agree. Um, so I don't know. We'll, we'll reevaluate tears another time, though. Uh, let's get the San Fran and uh, the New York Giants. They yeah. are.
1: San Fran looked good.
0: No one um, – this isn't a shock to anyone. I think the biggest shock was that Nick Mullins looked really good.
1: Yeah, 25 then, for 36, 69% yeah. percent completion percentage, one touchdown, no picks, and 108 passer rating. 109? almost am 108.9. Yeah. So, I mean,
0: rounded up, I'd go 109 QBR, a touchdown. Um, I thought he looked good. But then again, the Giants are terrible. They really don't have anyone. Um, And I, I do want to say I did not like – the rushing attack from, no. from San Fran. They didn't look good. I did like how they got a bunch of different people with a ball. I think they're on the right direction in that. Um, they just need more production, but they are so banged up. It's hard to, hard yeah. to rip on them because they're just, they don't have a lot of talent in the backfield right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's tough. McKinnon, 14 touches, 38 yards. You're number one guy. You're going to want more.
0: Yeah, um, I agree. It's, it's just tough when, I mean, well, you look at last year you had, um, a guy like Raheem Mostert, you had a guy like Tevin Coleman, and then you had um, Matt Breida who ended up leaving going to the Dolphins. So you had all these guys. Those were their top three or four rushers there, and now they're all hurt or gone. So, I mean, they're down to their fourth guy.
1: Yeah. So it's tough. Um, uh, on the other side, Daniel Jones did not terrible. look good at all. He was not. I mean, we were talking about
0: if he would be ready to move off of him. I think this solidified it for me at least. I'd be ready to move off of him. Um, if they got that top pick, if they got that top pick, I think you would. I would take Trevor Lawrence. Um, he just hasn't shown a lot, to no. be honest with you. He's shown the ability to be a game manager, but he has not shown the able, ability to go out and win games for that franchise, and that's yeah. a problem. Mm-hmm. Only a 57 QBR, um, no touchdowns, a pick,
1: 53 percent completion percentage. I did
0: like his mobility. He was their leading rusher. Five <laughs> carries for 49 yards. He averaged almost a first down every time he carried the ball. And he fumbled for, and it was.
1: A turnover, too.
0: Okay, so that's yeah. a problem. So we'll just chalk it up as two interceptions, basically. You know, like yeah. two two turnovers, no touchdowns. Uh, you can't be sad. having that. Um, it just doesn't appear to me right now as a franchise quarterback, but I will say he's not surrounded with a whole lot of talent yeah. um, at all. He is not surrounded with a lot of talent in the slightest. So that could be a problem for sure. Mm. All right. Um, I don't the think there's too next. much to say on that game. It, no, it's terrible. Oh, you want to go to the Vegas, New England? Guys. I like that. Guys, Cam is fitting in. The Patriots are legit. Again, unfortunately. I'm telling you, the Patriots are legit. Cam didn't even look that good. Uh, 17 for 28, 162 yards, a touchdown and a pick, only a 74 QBR. But you talk about a game manager.
1: That's what it is. Exactly.
0: Here's what I liked about it. Yes, he had the pick. Fine. It's okay, guys. It it was one pick, and if you actually watch the play – he had about eight or nine guys running after him. I, mean, I can't make this up. It looked like the whole defense was trying to tackle him, and he yeah. kind of threw it downfield. He should have thrown it away, but he was trying to make something happen in an offense that isn't really ad lib material. You know, it's more you know get to your get to your third step, hit your back foot, yeah. get the ball out on time. And I, I can't fault a guy for making for making a mistake trying to make something happen. He's only thrown two interceptions all year. Um, I, I think he's good. I think he's going to be fine. I did like their rushing game though. I mean, okay. look at that, 250 yards on 38 carries. This uh, is how they need to run their offense. Michelle looked really good. Sonny Michelle's finally proving why he was so good at, at Georgia and why he was picked fairly high for running back.
1: Yeah. No touchdowns, though, which kind of surprised me, but 117 yards. I mean, he's
0: averaging 13 yards a carry. That's, yeah. a, I mean, that's a first down every time he touched the ball. You like to see it. Rex Burkhead got in the action a lot, averaging 8.2 2. yards a carry, two touchdowns. 17-yard long. Yeah, caught seven passes for 49 yards and a touchdown as well. So He was
1: their leading receiver. Birdie. Yeah, no
0: one else had more than uh, –
1: more than 40 yards, so. Yeah. Uh, on the Raiders' side of things, though, Derek Carr looked really good. <clears throat> uh, 24 for 32, 75% completion percentage. 261 yards, two touchdowns, and 119 QBR.
0: I agree. The only thing that killed him, though, is the two fumbles. Two fumbles lost as well. Yes. yeah. That was um, the Raiders, That's that was their problem. I don't think it's tough to see. Look, you look at the stat. Jacobs, 16 carries, 71 yards. Um that's a pretty solid stat line, averaging four yards a carry. You'll take that from him any day, especially when he can add three catches for I mean, he only had 12 yards, but if he can add three catches a game, usually he's more explosive. I don't think they had a bad game plan. I don't think they played terrible. Simply yeah. it was the turnovers.
1: Yeah. It was just, when you have
0: Jacobs lose a fumble and carr lose two. Yeah, that's that's, that's obviously an issue.
1: Mm-hmm. Um and I mean Hunter Renfro looked pretty good, eighty four yards, receiving uh with a touchdown, averaging fourteen yards. Uh, yeah a a touch so obviously that that's been looking pretty good yeah i I think the raiders are going to be a really good team and a really scary team come playoff time i agree i don't i
0: wouldn't put them as a contender i would i i think they could be a playoff team i think they're one of those teams
1: that you don't want to face though yeah they're just they're one of those
0: teams that they're not crazy good but they are just a
1: tough gritty team they're a tough I would say they're, they're a tough win. I would say they're a Tennessee from last year. A, I agree. Titans team I, still, I still think
0: Tennessee is a very similar team to the Raiders. Yeah. They're they're tough. They're going to run the football. They're going to throw Josh Jacobs at you. They're going to have Derek Carr on play action. They're going to play not great defense, but tough defense. Yeah. Um, look at their skin. And I think that's very similar to how the Titans how the Titans play. They, they, they run Derrick Henry. They go play action with Tannehill. Their defense, although um, not crazy talented, not all that great, um, They play really hard for Mike Vrabel. They play hard for John Gruden in Vegas. Uh, I think that they're two very co- uh, comparable teams. Yep.
1: What can we to next? Let's go to the overtime game here. Uh, the oh, tie. my. The Bengals and the Eagles, we kind of hit on Carson Wentz already, so we're not going to really touch on him too much. But what I want to talk about is how good Burrow looked. <clears throat> and a 105 QBR, 31 for 44, 70% completion percentage, 312 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. My takeaway from this game is, how bad the offensive line is in Cincinnati. Yes. Yes. yes.
0: But once again, my takeaway is Joe Burrow is being thrown on an Island and he's building a raft out of mud and twigs. Mm -hmm. I mean, literally Joe Mixon, 17 uh, carries for 49 yards averaging under three yards a carry, Mm -hmm. which isn't a first down. Do the math. That's not a first down. If you run the ball three times, no, that's how I think. That's why I look at the at, at running backs. If you can get four yards of carry, and I can hand the ball to you three straight times, that means you're getting a first down statistically every time. Yeah. I'm not saying you will every time, right? But statistically, statistical I can trust about. you to get a first down most of the time,
1: right? That average. So, has so be Mixon's
0: open. not that. That's not what you like to see. And so with no running game and no offensive line. And what that means, start. what that means is that means that Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham can literally say, Hey, I don't have to worry about my gap control. I don't have to worry about holding up this guy so my linebackers can get in there stop and stop an, the run. Store they store can money. pin their ears back and do what they do best, get after Joe Burrow. So with no offensive line, pro bowlers pinning their ears back, coming at him, and no running game, Joe Burrow was able to go for 106, almost 106 QBR, two touchdowns, no picks. Yeah. I mean, that's incredibly impressive. He was able to tie. Um, a team that I feel is much more talented than Way more than, talent. than him and his team, and he doesn't
1: even have an offensive line.
0: He he um, outplayed Wentz by a long shot. Wentz looked terrible. Like I said, I bumped him down. He's outside my top ten. Um, twenty nine for forty seven, two hundred twenty five yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, sixty three QBR. And here, I mean, he did rush for nine times for sixty five yards and a touchdown. I liked his mobility. I think they need to incorporate that more. But here's my issue. I, I'm not going to sit here and, and box score watch because that wasn't what. That's not what discourages me from what I saw from Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. It's what I actually saw with my own two eyes watching the game in real time. Mm-hmm. I saw way too many throws where he just simply missed the target. Yeah, he didn't have the accuracy. He looked way too antsy in the pocket. He didn't look like he was stepping confidently into his throws. There's clearly an issue. Um, he, the, he needs to figure it out. The coaching staff needs to figure out how to best utilize him to cover up the hole that he is in this offense right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but it is weird. Uh, while we're on this tie thing. I hate that it ends in the tie. It's 2020 and games are still ending in ties in the NFL. Okay. We come on should now. be able to think of a better system. I don't want to hang around this for too long because we've got a lot of games to get to and not a lot of time to get them to you guys. But, um, I mean, come on. There's got to be a better system. I, I couldn't agree
0: more. Here's my pitch, and I think this is your pitch as well. The first overtime is 15 minutes like usual. Second overtime, let's drop it down to 10. Let's increase the urgency. Let's increase the fast pace. Let's yeah. get with it. Yep. If it has to go to three, either go five minutes or go to the college rules, which is where – or at least the old college rules. I don't know what the college rules are now. Started but what they 20. used to do is they started on 20, yep. and you see if you could score. And you could get a touchdown, and you could keep the – You could, I don't think it should be, though – In that case, you get a touchdown, you win. I think it's both teams should possess the ball. Yeah. Because that way you see guys going for two. You see teams with the trick plays. It's more – it's fast-paced. It's more interesting. Yeah. and it's That's my pitch. Ties need to go. I
1: just can't understand how we're still ending in ties. I agree. We don't have a system that we've utilized yet. But let's bounce from that game. Let's go go to our boy Baker. Let's go to Baker. All Um, right.
0: Let's go to um, the Washington football team going to the Cleveland Browns. And – I think Kevin Stefanski is finally figuring it out.
1: Yeah, I mean, it took him to the fourth quarter because they were losing going into the
0: fourth quarter. They were, but it's okay. They they ended up coming back. Yeah. I think they finally realized that, listen, or the strength of our team is in the backfield. It's not with Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield only threw the, the ball 23 times again, which is what he did last week. Mm-hmm. 16 for 23, 156 yards. I don't care if he throws for a lot of yards. He had two touchdowns, no picks. That's what you like to see from Baker and he had 117 QBR. If you get this from Baker Mayfield every time, I think he's a
1: franchise quarterback. As long as he's not turning the ball over, like he is, he's not turning the ball over right now. As long as he can, continues to be solid and, and just have increased ball security, and when he does throw the ball, hit on you know most of his passes like he did, 16 for 23, not terrible. So I like it, um, yeah. At 117 QBR, like you said, that's you'll take
0: that from him that's any a franchise day. only two
1: sacks against that front that front uh but front four. The contingency is the rushing game has to be there. If the rushing game isn't there well, in yeah, Cleveland, yeah. you're done.
0: Well that's that's what separates a game manager from a guy like Patrick Mahomes, Lamar right. Jackson, who yeah. could just do whatever they want whenever they
1: whenever they want. Yeah. I mean Chubb looked good.
0: Chubb looked good. Cremant Hunt looked good. decent. I mean, yeah. he got a, he got a good amount of carries. He had a couple nice catches. Um he had a touchdown uh through the air. I did like how they got OBJ. Look, OBJ knows. He admitted that, hey, it's not going to be my best statistics season. I want to win, though. I'll do whatever it takes to win. And I, I think it's not a huge deal getting him over 100 yards or getting him seven touchdowns. No, yeah. I think the fact that he's at the top of the team for for targets, catches, and yards, um, I think that should give him a, boast, a, a boost of confidence. Whether yeah. he's great whether, – whether they're great stats or not, the fact that he's at the top of the team is is good. Yeah. I think that's what you want to see. Haskins look terrible. Haskins did not look good. Um, I also think, though, uh, how many sacks? Did they, uh, they only
1: three sacks,
0: yeah. Uh, two, uh, the running picks, game wasn't there as well, though.
1: Three picks, two touchdowns.
0: Yeah, no, it didn't look good. No. Um, well, I don't think we're going to dwell on that too much. Washington, we knew they weren't going to be a great football team, no. but I think they're a little bit better than we thought. I think that right. front four is going to win them a couple more games. but uh,
1: I mean, but let's go from a – a game that was won in the fourth quarter to another game that was won in the fourth quarter. That would be our Atlanta Falcons choking yet again. And we have decided if you've checked out our Twitter, which is at the issue podcast. Um, yeah. We're never bet- betting Atlanta. Again. All right. I want to relate this to something guys real <laughs> quick. So
0: everyone, some I don't know if not everyone, but I know I like to drive. You like to drive yeah. sometimes, you know, you just got to drive clear your mind, you know, put on some music, sing, whatever. Right. But very, very quickly, something that you love could turn into something that you hate. Someone cuts in front of you. Someone goes like three miles an hour in In front of you. (laughs) And boom, you just ruined your most favorite thing to do. Well, that's exactly how I feel when I watch the Atlanta Falcons. I think, wow, I love football. I love watching football. I love not even betting football, but like picking football games, saying, oh, you know what? Atlanta's going to cover. Atlanta's going to win. Betting Atlanta again. And then so quickly in the fourth (laughs) quarter, it could just spin. And it could just completely pivot and backfire. And that's exactly what happened. I don't think we're even going to get too much into it. The fact that Trubisky got replaced by Foles is the biggest headline. Um, And Matt Ryan didn't look good. Matt Ryan, he just didn't look like a Matt Ryan. It wasn't a Matt Ryan type of game. No. Only a 68 QBR. Wasn't efficient at all. 19 for 38. Only one touchdown. uh, And also had an interception. That's not good. You don't like to see that. I did like their running game, though.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Brian Hill is uh, actually a um, running back that no one really talks about, but he actually performed pretty well. Nine carries, 58 yards. Gurley added a, uh, 14 for 80 yards. Ridley looks um, like the breakout candidate I thought he would be. 21 catches for 349 yards and four touchdowns on the season so far. So yeah. averaging over 100 yards, um, averaging over a touchdown a game, uh, averaging like eight – almost over seven – a little bit over seven catches a game. Actually, no, exactly seven catches a game. So he's looking good. Um, but one, again, once again, Atlanta lets us down. Um, we'll go to a game that we're not even going to really talk about too too much. Um, the Jets once again got whooped by the wished. Colts. Um, the Colts nothing. looked like I expected the Colts to look like. Phillip Rivers looked good. It uh, looked efficient. 17 for 21, 217 yards. One touchdown, 126 QR right, This is the Phillip Rivers we need. Yep. Um, I thought uh, – Jonathan Taylor looked good. He carried the load. 13 for for 59 in the touchdown. He did it. He did enough. Yeah. And against the Jets team, I don't need impressive stat lines. I need efficient stat lines. I need – And
1: just not bonehead important mistakes. Important stat lines. You as, know? as long as you're not turning the ball over and making bonehead mistakes, you're going to be fine against this Jets team. Sam, Darnold, terrible. Sam Their looked terrible. Sam looked terrible. But not that great either. Their receiving is not good. I mean, they just – all around. He had a Sam Barnold had a 47 QBR. He had three interceptions. One, one of them touchdown. went back.
0: One of them, one of the touchdowns went back for a pick. Yeah, or pick a, for a pick six, yeah.
1: Yeah. So he sacked twice, three picks. Uh he threw one touchdown. He had a QBR of 47, even. Uh, yeah. 17 I, uh, for 29, 80 or 58% completion percentage. He's not good.
0: All right. While we're on this subject, so San Fran, um San Fran beat the Giants. By what twenty eight, yeah. and the uh, Indianapolis Colts beat the Giants by, or the the uh, the Jets by twenty nine. Mm-hmm. Right? No, 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 no.
1: Here, I have a calculator here now. Look at this.
0: Okay, okay, okay. San Fran beat the Giants by twenty seven, and the Jets lost by twenty nine. Uh-huh. Okay, so they both lost pretty equally. I think we can both agree that they're the two worst teams. Which loss do
1: you think was worse? I would say, I would say the Jets, just because they have some hope in Darnold. Like, they're still hoping for Donald to come out and be a franchise quarterback. And I think this is just a kick in the teeth for, for the Jets. Yeah,
0: I don't think you're wrong with that. I am going to go to the Giants, though, and here's why. Because they got beat by, one, a backup quarterback, and two, a complete practice squad roster. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, like I said, the top three rushers from last year and the top two rushers from this year for San Fran are gone. they uh, their top target, and uh, George Kittle's gone. I'm pretty sure their top target with Debo Samuel, he was projected to be their number one receiver. He's out, mm-hmm. um, so they basically got beat by a bunch of backups and got beat bad. Yeah. Um, when we move on to Carolina, beat uh, the L.A. Chargers. Uh, Bridgewater looked like a Teddy Bridgewater type of game. 22 for 28, efficient, 235 yards, good, not great. One touchdown, no picks. That's what you like to see. Had 114 QBR, able to get the ball to his playmakers, not do anything crazy. Yeah. No be able to put them in a position to win the game.
1: Rushing didn't look all that good. I mean, they're missing Christian McCaffrey. That's going to hurt. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and receiving looked all right uh, with more. I mean, 65 yards on two catches.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, it was all right. They just didn't have a lot of production. I do want to talk about, though, guys, again, turnovers will kill. Justin Herbert, one pick, two fumbles, losing another fumble. Josh Kelly had a fumble that he lost. Turnovers the story. If you statistically look at this team, they had a good game. Justin Herbert went for 333 yards and an 88 QBR and his second ever start. And this was a team that – And Eckler averaged almost five five yards a carry.
1: And, and this is a team that fought with the Chiefs last week.
0: No, I agree. They averaged five yards a carry and six – almost seven yards a throw. So statistically, they should have had a really good game. Keenan yeah. Allen looked great. 13 catches for 132 yards. Eckler added 11 for 84. Statistically, this should have been a win for the Chargers. Yeah. But the turnovers will kill. Uh, moving on to Dallas at Seattle, what I tell you guys, Dak had the talent, He had the offensive line, he had the weapons, he had the running backs, and, and look what happened—he he lost, couldn't do it. Only in 90. I said he'd, i said he'd put up, put up stats. He had 472 yards, he, he had three threw, touchdowns, but he threw
1: two picks.
0: No, yeah, I get that, but I like I said, he he's going to put up stats. And he, he did fumbled. put up stats,
1: and he fumbled. He had two picks, and he fumbled and lost it. Okay, so basically so three th- and three, three turnovers. Three touchdowns, ninety three point six QBR. He didn't look terrible, but he didn't look great. But he didn't look good. He did not did.
0: rise to the occasion. You know Russell who? Wilson is once again solidifying the
1: MVP. Did you guys see that he threw uh wait, what was that? Five touchdown passes? Should have been six. You see DK
0: Metcalf drop <laughs> yeah. the one. Yeah, DK Metcalf started lollipoping into the end zone. I
1: think I I thought, I, I texted you. I was yeah, like, yeah, you DK did. You said Metcalf what is DK like Metcalf like, doing? Yeah, Yeah,
0: I mean, Russell Wilson should have had six touchdowns, no picks, no fumbles, no nothing.
1: I mean, Because he played
0: a spotless game because Russell Wilson is the MVP of the league, 131 QBR. Can I just read you guys these stats real quick? Yeah, go ahead. 14 touchdowns, one pick.
1: Yeah.
0: 14 touchdowns, one interception, 925 yards.
1: Yeah. And did you see him rush this week too? Six rushes for 22 yards, averaging 3.7. He's averaged better uh, in this game, even though, you know, less – uh you know to less rushes to pull from than a than a regular um you know running back but still averaging 3.7 yards a carry his
0: QBR is 139 this year I know huh. 139 um but yeah I, we're not we're not going to get too much into it like I said um Dak looked limited Zeke looked limited and uh, it was exactly what I expected it to be that Dak was going to put up stats but in when it really counted he was going to fold and he did yeah um, we'll get to. This actually might go over, pour over into our second segment too. We might have to finish up yeah. uh, these. I mean, um, going over all right, so we got go. we got Brady getting a uh, another win down in Tampa Bay, beating yeah. the Broncos. Actually, I was it, it was at Denver, but um, Brady looked good. Three touchdowns, no picks. This is the Brady we're used to. Almost 300 yards passing, 116 QBR. That's the Brady we're used to. Yeah. But once again, once again, Leonard Fournette lets me down. <laughs> the one week I don't start him, so I start him one week, sit him, then start him again. You know, you know, a week he goes off. That week I sit him.
1: You know, mm-hmm. we, you know, what he did this week: seven carries for 15 yards, averaging 2.1 a carry. <sighs> Russell Wilson averaged more. Yeah, on less carry, on um,
0: six carries. Jeff Driscoll looked like Jeff Driscoll. Brett Ripon looked good though, eight for nine. Only the only incompletion he had was an interception, which yes, I know is bad, but um he looked pretty decent. He looked efficient. He was there, actually their third string quarterback for the Broncos. Got in, um. Well, i don't, I don't uh, think there's much to say on the broncos they're, they're just an injury riddled team i think we need to give them a year
1: it's gonna it's reminding me of a uh when ben got hurt and they brought in mason rudolph and Doug hodges and just tried to yeah plug they just fill the gaps with you know whatever they could
0: i agree but, um i will right, we'll get the one more game and then we'll save the uh how about we save the uh sunday night game and the, for the next segment and we'll segue that into the uh the monday night game yeah yeah
1: well we have two more to get to we have the texas the steelers we have the I will say the Cardinals we'll save the
0: Steelers the... for that too. Okay. For the second segment. So let's we'll... get to the Lions Cardinals. Okay. Um, Matt Stafford looked really good. Twenty-two for thirty-one, two hundred seventy yards, so incredibly efficient. One hundred nineteen QBR, added two touchdowns, no picks, which is what you like to see because yeah. he does have that type of gunslinger mentality. Right. Um, his bugaboo can't be incompletions and interceptions,
1: so he looked good. Mm-hmm. Um, on the flip though. Kyler Murray did not look all that great. Three interceptions, mm-hmm. uh, two touchdowns, seventy-two.
0: Added a touchdown on the
1: ground game. though, but I mean, yeah,
0: everyone knows here that I love Kyler. Um, he just
1: just had a, just had a tough week.
0: Yeah, he, the interceptions were, was clearly the issue. Yeah, I don't think anyone can dispute that. I think that's been his issue all year. Only sacked. He's got five interceptions in yeah. three games. That um, that has to fix. But I think his skill is 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 getting to the MVP level. If he can rein it in and he can take care of the football, I think he can be an MVP. Yeah, for sure. Um, Hopkins looked good for my fantasy team, though. I did get smacked at fantasy this week just because I'm missing McCaffrey. Fournette didn't perform. Mm-hmm. Um, if Hopkins would have grabbed a touchdown, that'd have been great, but he didn't. Andy and Andy Isabella was the red zone target for some reason. The dude's like five six, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, I don't think it don't read too much into that loss to, from Arizona. I think Kyler knows what he did wrong. I didn't think he'll fix it, but uh. Yeah, I think we'll get back in the second segment, we'll hit some Steelers, we'll hit Sunday night, we'll hit Monday night, it'll be great.
1: Yep, and we'll get some news, so don't go anywhere, you're going to miss this next segment.
0: Yo, we are back, second segment loaded, second segment, we're going to get into the couple games we didn't get to from Sunday. Yeah. Um, with the Steelers and the Sunday night game between the Packers and Saints, then we're going to get into... Just a little bit of news. Um, the baseball MLB playoff bracket is set. I don't know what to check on when the playoffs actually start, but um, it's set. We're ready to go. We can start previewing some matchups. Yeah. Um, and then we'll get to our Monday night prediction. I can't uh, wait to start predicting playoff baseball. Oh, I'm excited.
1: Playoff baseball is going to be like, Exciting. it's going to be peak season for this show. We're going to get playoff baseball. We're going to be getting into like, you know, the middle, the, the midseason form of all these NFL teams. We're going to get the, uh, the finals. the going to be. The NBA Finals. I know the NHL, Stanley Cup, they have a game going on today. That series is at 3-2. Yeah, so, um, what the, I mean, uh, the Stars ended up winning that yeah, game. So but, we'll uh, get you all that, guys, in the news. Yeah, but, but we'll start here with the
0: Sunday night game here. Aaron Rodgers looked – he's continuing to look like an MVP form. Yeah. Um, I, I did say I would put him in the top five. I don't know if he's necessarily top three right now, in my opinion. But for this year only, this year only, I'd put him top five for sure.
1: Oh yeah,
0: I think I think going forward five years I wouldn't put him in my top five. Um, but right now this season is undeniable. Um, I mean, look at it, twenty-one for thirty-two in a primetime game against the Saints. Although there are no fans, it's still on the road um, against a pretty solid Saints defense.
1: Yeah,
0: um, and he went for uh, like I said, thirty-one for thirty-two, two hundred eighty-three yards, um, three touchdowns, no picks. Uh, able to add two carries for twelve yards, you know, showing a little bit more, a little bit of mobility there, getting outside the pocket. Uh, one hundred twenty-five QBR. Yeah, I mean, his stats for the year are incredible. Uh, about nine hundred yards, nine touchdowns, no picks. The Aaron Rodgers we know and love, with no really no mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um. Other than that, I mean, their running game looked decent. I think we need more out of Aaron Jones, but also um, when Rodgers is feeling himself like that, you kind of just got to let him work. When you want, when you get an oh, all-time yeah. great like that, oh yeah, uh, you kind of just got to let him go. Alan Lazard stepped up in the absence of uh, what's his name? Um, oh, oh my favorite receiver, Devontae Adams. Adams. <laughs> um, so Alan Lazard stepped up, looked good, six catches for uh, 146 yards and a touchdown. You like to see that with young guys stepping up, starting to make an impact. Yeah. Um, and then on, on the Saints side of the ball, Drew Brees also looked like Drew Brees. Um, like he didn't push the ball too, too much down the field, um, but he was the efficient. Um, he looked like he had a little more zip on the ball, uh, mm-hmm. at least in the short range. Um, like I said, only seven. Uh, he was very efficient, seven incompletions, um, three touchdowns, no picks, 128 QBR. Alvin Kamara looked like a stud, six carries, 58 yards, and then added 13 catches for 139 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, I mean that's better than top receivers. I think he might have led the league in receiving this week. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, he looked really good. Um, the Saints' defense, though, like I said, they they have a lot of talent. It's a formidable defense. You got mm-hmm. Cam Jordan, you got Marshawn Lattimore, uh, Marcus Williams is even pretty good on the back end. But some for some reason they just can't seem to stop teams and uh, have that that high powered offense for uh, for the the for Packers, the Packers looked really good. They I mean, took over.
1: Yeah, Aaron Rodgers really just took over the
0: game. Uh, I agree. I think that when when you have such a talented guy like that, and it looks like he's in the in the rhythm, you kind of got to let him work.
1: Yeah, I mean the zip he had on his passes too. I yep. mean he is aging, and I would say he's declined a little bit. But last night looked like you know peak Aaron Rodgers again. It was uh, it was almost it was refreshing to see. It, I love seeing the older quarterbacks that we kind of like you know grew up with Aaron Rodgers, and Drew Brees, yeah. Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlis, all those guys when they can you know still prove that they can. Come out on the road in New Orleans and, and get wins like that. It's pretty special.
0: Oh yeah, no, I agree. I, I think also the big story here is uh Taysom Hill fumbled twice. Yeah. Um you you can't have that. No. You simply can't. Um seriously, that's that's I mean, he was trying to play tight end and he had uh two carries for six yards, fumbled one of them, lost it, and then he had a catch for a yard, fumbled it, lost it. Um so he needs to secure the football. I think that's – in a seven-point game in a one-possession game like that, that could be the difference. Yeah, for sure. And I think it was the difference. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's disputable. Yeah. Um, all right, we'll get to the uh, favorite game that I watched the full thing, start to finish, one of the only games I watched full start to finish. Yep. That would be the, the
1: Steelers. Catsons and the Steelers here. Um, Steelers getting the win 28-21. Kind of scared me a little bit the way they started off. Uh, I think Houston came in with a great game plan on how to attack the Steelers defense. But after that second half, yeah, I'll pull up these stats from uh, after the second half. I sent them to you. I think yeah, control. but
0: while you're you finding those, I'll get into something real quick. I think the Steelers' running game will be good. I think James Conner. I I'm so back and forth on him. He's so inconsistent. I think, but when he's on, he's on. Uh, 18 carries for 109 yards and a touchdown. He looked like he was running hard. Um, he added four catches for 40 yards. So if he we can get that James Conner every week, I like it. And he, he
1: ended up a lot in the second half.
0: And what surprised me was Anthony McFarlane, the rookie. Six carries for 42 yards. He looked like he had some pep in his step he had when a he lot was of getting ex- the ball. He
1: had a lot of explosive runs. Yeah, he right. had a
0: catch for seven yards too. So, I yeah. mean, if we can get that type of production out of him. How would Benny um, Snell do? I didn't even really look at he his He only style. did not do good seven carries for 11 yards. Mm, um, okay. Not great. It's weird. He rushed for over 100 yards in that first game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all right, but um, Big Ben looked good. 23 for 36, uh, 237 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, 103 or 101.3 QBR. Uh-huh. I think this is the Ben that we should get used to. We should get used to the defense keeping teams to low scoring. We don't need Ben to put up the 500 yard games that he used to. No. We need Ben to take care of the football. Be efficient, be make good decisions with the ball, and I think he did that to uh, to an extent.
1: Yeah, Um, just to get into the second half stats from the Steelers' defense. Like I said, I think Houston game planned really well. I know you talked about a little bit off air uh, during the break. uh, Tim was talking about how what what Mike Mike Tomlin Tomlin in
0: the press conference. He said uh, credit to Bill O'Brien and and the the staff over there. They had a good game plan. It took us a little bit to get adjusted, and that's why uh, you saw the bit of a slow start, kind of, and you saw. them kind of take over in the second yeah, half.
1: But once they were adjusted, the Steelers defense in the second half, 0 points allowed, two first downs allowed, 51 total yards allowed and eight of them were rushing. Um 9:49 time of possession, uh three sacks coming from Tuitt, uh Bud Dupree and TJ Watt and then they were 1 for 5 on third downs in the second half, which was really the story for the first half. The Steelers couldn't really stop them on third. Um, there was once again five
0: sacks come on now that
1: is incredible and then one interception from Hilton there in the second half
0: that was also great um I I think like I predicted though guys I think the reason that the Steelers had a little bit of trouble in the first half what did I say I said they pass rushes make secondaries look really good Mm -hmm. and um our pass rush in the first half wasn't great because Deshaun was getting outside the pocket extending plays yeah and uh, our corners are talented but I wouldn't say they're like a Stephon Gilmore or like a Darius Slay, someone who can cover for four or five seconds while the play is extended, be that lockdown man defense defender.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So I think that's where we found some trouble, but they ended up locking it down in the second half. Deshaun looked good, though, 19 for 27, 264 yards, two touchdowns, one pick, though. Um. It was on a really bad decision by him. Yeah. Uh, and 111 QBR, though, it once again looked like he's the only one that knew how to play football.
1: Uh, they only had 15 carries for 29 yards. You can't be having that. No. Um, you know, even towards the end of that game there, I always get nervous watching these Steeler games, especially knowing, uh, you know, Pittsburgh's rap sheet, usually <laughs> letting things go there in the second half, which was kind of the opposite this week. But I still put out a, a tweet on my personal Twitter there Um I said, is it strange to still be worried that the Steelers will blow the lead while they go to a knee in victory formation?
0: <laughs> and I said, I don't think it is even that strange.
1: Yeah. Um, I do want to elaborate a little bit on
0: some of my, t- my the, the tweets from the, uh, the issue. Um, the issue account, I don't know if you guys follow up, but uh, go check it out. I did say... Um, now that's the Steelers. I know James Conner with some hard running, Juju with a great block um, on that on that James Conner run. Yeah. The refs looked terrible. I did I did say that. Oh, they looked um, terrible
1: last week too, though.
0: Yeah, I did. I'm not gonna lie, guys. I got a little bit I got a little bit upset there at the end of the first half when they I go think march it, down the field, score the touchdown, and, and their defense, and then their defense lets up lets up a touchdown. Yeah. Um. I said, yeah, the, the defense is not good. The defense looked really bad in the first half. The defense looked – I said it right here. I said they look like a bottom two defense in the league uh, right now. And that's because Bill O'Brien is not the most clever offensive coach. He's not. No. Um, and they got worked by him in the first half. Him and Deshaun Watson, they got worked. Um, so I think that was that was an issue.
1: Well, like you said, I think you said it on um, on our Saturday special episode here. Uh, well, We we're, were predicting this game, and you were talking about how a – have the Steelers a good pass rush can make up for a bad secondary. Uh Deshaun being able to escape that pass rush pretty much for the first half and and being able to extend plays with his feet. I think we did see the Steelers secondary struggle a bit um with, you know, guarding kind of guys from- getting really open about
0: 4 or 5 seconds into the play, which yeah. it's hard to ask him to cover for that long. I get it. The tackles but you just got to figure it out.
1: The tackles for Houston stepped up in the first half. I mean, they, they did. TJ Watt and Bud Dupree did not have much production in that first half. Yeah, Laramie
0: Tunsil was amazing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it happens. I think I think it's a good win for sure. I think Houston is a decent team. I think also they lose they lost a lot of pieces, so I wouldn't say they're as good as last year, but they're a good team. Yeah, and um, I, the, the fact that game. we were able to to come through and win and the, the way we were able to lock them down in the second half it gives me hope. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think there's way more work to be done.
1: No, oh, yeah, but. Final in that game, Steelers win 28-21 with a good uh, fourth quarter production there from the offense.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Well, you want to get to uh, let's get to some news? News, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I want to touch on some some NCAA a little bit. Yeah. Um, just there's some big upsets. Where uh, at least there was one big upset. I'm thinking of Mississippi State over LSU. KJ Costello, six hundred and twenty three yards and five touchdowns. Yep, that's pretty amazing um to be completely honest with you that was really good miles brennan the replacement for joe burrow looked decent the two picks you gotta limit the mistakes you have to limit the mistakes Mm -hmm. um let's see what other games did i find intriguing oh kansas state beat oklahoma yeah oh man that Uh, was upsetting huh it was because i really like oklahoma i like spencer rattler but um the three interceptions has to stop guys it's like I wish some people would just listen to us, you know. Yeah, <laughs> come on, the, you can't be doing that. The mistakes are what kills. The what kills people. Um, also, Pitt. Pitt looked good. Their defense. Their defense looked good. Um, their defense looks like it's a top five in the uh, in the in the country right now. Kenny Pickett looked pretty good. Um, they don't look like an incredibly special team, but they they look they look good. They they held Louisville's quarterback to nine of twenty one for a hundred and seven yards and three picks. Yeah. I mean, a QBR in college, the QBRs are a little inflated. It's a seventy-three QBR in the pros. That would be like a fifty something. Not
1: even like a, like a forty. Yeah. Um, I know Paris uh, Paris Ford, though, on Pitts defense looked really good. Uh, yeah, he, shout out to Paris Ford. He looks pretty good. We're actually working on getting him on the issue here. Uh, that'd be pretty cool. it' would be, be really cool. Kind of have an in with him there. So uh, it'd be pretty sweet if we could get him on here and some of these shows coming up. But Yeah, uh, DeMar
0: Hamlin also had a pick. Uh, Pittsburgh guy went to Pittsburgh Central Catholic. Yep. So pretty cool to see. So, yeah, we'll just get that's just the updates. Uh, Texas came back to rally against Texas Tech. Um. Oklahoma State beat WVU, as I predicted. I predicted Georgia would beat Arkansas. They did. I predicted Alabama would beat Mizzou. They did.
1: Auburn beat Kentucky. Auburn
0: beat Kentucky. Miami rolled Florida State. Florida State needs to delete their
1: football program. Um, I mean, that's yeah, that's about,
0: that's about it going forward. Uh, all right, we'll go, go to some news. Um, just some kind of funny news. We'll lighten the mood a little bit yeah. here. Like Dion Waiters, he's going to get a ring no matter – what happens in the finals because he was on both rosters at one point this year. And I think both, um, both of the, uh, franchises are going to honor that. And it's funny because the reason he got traded out of Miami was because he, am uh, trying to find the appropriate word. He, uh, had some hallucinations and other, uh, psychoactive issues after taking, THC infused gummies on the team plane now, after some research THC is the the psychoactive drug in uh, marijuana and yeah he took it and um, well he did not react well to it and he ended up like freaking out apparently and uh, so the Miami he basically said you know we're gonna we're gonna part ways and he eventually found his way onto the Lakers roster um, he's looked decent 11.9. Uh, points and a uh, little bit over two assists a game for the Lakers, so it hasn't been terrible. But it's just kind of funny. He's going to get a ring no matter what, and yeah. it's, uh, hey man, good for him. He's actually got a really funny guy. If you actually uh, listen to some of his interviews and stuff, I don't think he meant like meant to, to freak out. You know, I don't think he was a, a bad guy. We talked about the fact that I'm not opposed to guys doing that, in in. Um, in, in place of like a painkiller, right. uh, such things. So I, I don't think it, I'm not knocking him at all for it, but I think it's he definitely needs to handle himself a little bit more on them. Yeah, maybe
1: not take as much next time.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what went wrong, but he needs to figure it out. But uh, anyway, it's kind of funny that he'll get a ring no matter what.
1: Yeah, and then we just wanted to run down through these matchups for the MLB. Uh, the bracket is set for the 2020 postseason. Games start, I looked it up, October 5th. Um, we'll be the first games here for the MLB. Ball oh, I'm season. so excited. Yeah, so uh, we'll do our predictions and such in a later mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. But we'll at least run through the matchups here Um, and well, from we'll, the NL side. Let's go to the calendar here. So when?
0: October 5th, you said? Yes. So that's next. That's a week from today. So maybe on
1: our Friday episode. Because um, we're going to have Sunday night predictions too. You mean and, Sunday day? Uh, or, or, maybe or Yeah, maybe, Sunday predictions. Well, maybe we our, could hit a
0: Saturday and do the uh, – Maybe we'll do give you guys some four episodes this week. So yeah. we'll do a, uh, a we'll do today, special. we'll do Wednesday, we'll do um, Friday. a Friday, and we'll get to some MLB, and then we'll do a Saturday just NFL. Yeah. So there we are, guys. Yeah. So we're gonna get to the uh, baseball predictions on Friday, but we could run
1: down the bracket here. Yeah. So from the NL side, you got the Dodgers and the Brewers. Um, that should be a good one. Yeah, it's good. Little rematch I think- in twenty sixteen.
0: Yeah, I think the the good part about it is you get to see some of the stars, Yelly versus Belly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's going to be the main part. Um,
1: and then a big one, I like this one, San Diego and St. Louis.
0: I love San Diego. I love their bullpen. Dan Altavilla is stepping up big. He got a yeah. win in that final game of the regular season. Big shout out there. Yeah, he's looking really good. Hopefully after the season um, ends, he's focusing on that. We'll be able to get him on the show after the season yeah. ends. I can pretty much guarantee that for you guys. Yep,
1: he has agreed to come on. So. He has.
0: Um, so after the season, you know, he's, he's locked in right now. He's in playoff mode. But um, after the season, we'll be able to get him on the – on the show for you guys. But uh, I, I do like – I like San Diego. I like their bullpen. I like their explosive offense. Yep. And they're just starting to put some things together. Yeah.
1: Uh, then we're going to move down the Cubs and the Marlins. Ooh, Marlins getting into the mm. postseason for the first time in, what, Sneaking 17
0: in. years? I yep. love it. They took advantage of the shortened season. They proved everyone wrong. They proved me wrong. They proved you wrong. Yep. I really – it's like March Madness where they're like by the second round, no one's. It's like it's like percent of brackets are correct. Yeah, that's like right now point oh 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 one of people predicted the Marlins to be here. So it's kind of cool. If anyone says that they were right, they're wrong. They, yeah. There's no way they predicted that.
1: <laughs> yeah, show us the uh, show yeah. Us the I want to see some proof. I want
0: to see the timestamp. Like like what I said here, September sixteenth. First segment,
1: two minutes and twenty seconds. Um, into two minutes it. and
0: twenty segments into the, or two hundred and twenty minutes into the first segment of September sixteenth podcast. I predicted Russell Wilson won the MVP. That's time stamped. Um, so unless uh, some guys have this Marlins prediction time stamped, I don't believe you.
1: Yeah. Uh, moving to the next, the Braves and the Reds. Yeah, the, the Reds. Reds the Reds are good. I, I this is
0: one of my sleeper teams that I actually did predict from the beginning. I don't know if I have the timestamp, but whatever. Trust me. Um, I don't know if I predict them 100% to get into the playoffs. I think that's why I didn't time stamp it, you know. But I did mm-hmm. say, hey, look, they got a lot of talent. They got Nick Castellanos. They got Sonny Gray um, is going to emerge. Trevor Bauer is going to get better. Mm-hmm. Trevor Bauer looks like a Cy Young candidate. Nick Castellanos can slug the ball. Yep. Mike Moustakis can slug the ball. Um, Iris Didi Sacchino, the uh, rookie from last year, second year man, looking decent. Uh, what was it? Jesse w- Winkler, is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Winkler. Hitting the crap out of the ball. So, I mean, they have a lot of guys that are stepping up right now. I, The Braves are just so loaded, though. Acuna, yeah. did you see that ball? He hit 495 I feet. I did. That was crazy. Um, so, that's an interesting matchup. Yeah. I'm excited to see it.
1: Before we move to the AL, I would just like to point out the fact. We did talk about it on one of our earlier uh, episodes. The Pirates are the only team from the uh, NL Central that didn't get in. Um, Four of the the five teams did from their division. The Brewers, the Cardinals, the Cubs, and the Reds all made the playoffs. The Pirates sitting there by themselves. Not even a chance. They locked up their first overall pick, which I guess is the only good news uh, out of that organization. I mean, 19 wins on the season, 41 losses. It hurts. But we're going to move to the AL. Yeah. I'm not even going to talk about them. Move to the AL side here. The Rays and the Blue Jays. What do you think? You know, this is
0: interesting for me because it's a lot of young talent. The Rays are emerging. you got a guy like Brandon Lau, Austin Meadows, Tyler Glass now. Mm -hmm. Um, Even Kevin Kiermaier is still pretty young. So you got a lot of young talent there. And then you obviously, you know, with Kevin Biggio, Bo Bichette, Vladdy Jr., uh, Ryu, the pitcher, uh, Hingon Ryu. There's a lot of talent in in Toronto as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to see the young guys duel it out a little bit, especially when one of the teams is so – the expectations are so high for the Rays. they the number yeah. one seed. Everyone's expecting them to win. Let's see how the young talent performs. Let's see
1: how the underdog young talent performs. Oh, yeah. Uh, next matchup, Cleveland Indians and the New York Yankees. Um, that should be a good one as well. I mean, the Yankees just looked That's dominant to be Yeah.
0: See, this is what, interesting to me. I think the Yankees actually underperformed this year. They started out really good and ended really good. But in the middle, they didn't look good.
1: They I do like that they're good.
0: picking it up at the end. Mm-hmm. And then um, – I think the Indians shattered expectations this year. Dealing Kluber, getting rid of um, Bauer, yeah. uh, their, their starter, they got rid right of Clevenger.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, they still dealt them to the uh, to the Padres. So I think they're they're kind of playing with house money right now. No one really expected this much from them. So uh, I'm excited to see what they do against the, uh, the the big shy Yanks. Yep.
1: And then we got the Twins and the Astros. Um, Astros hitters not looking as good as they did last year. Wonder why. Um, I mean, it should be a good matchup. I like the Twins organization a lot.
0: Yeah, um, I do. I think I like their young talent. Max Kepler is a guy that no one really talks about, but is is solid. Really, really good two way player. Yeah. Can field, can throw, can hit, can hit for average, hit for power. I'm
1: yep. um, excited to see that. And then the last matchup here: uh, the Athletics and the Chicago White Sox.
0: Yeah, that's that's interesting. Well, you um, like the White Sox. I like the season. White Sox from the beginning. Like I said, a lot of young talent. Luis Robert, a lot of guys saying he could be the next Mike Trout. I don't know if it's that good yet, but um. He looks good. You got guys like Yohan Moncada that no one talks about that can stick it. Um, Eloy Jimenez still really young. Jose Abreu's been there a little bit, but still is the consistent hitting machine. Reminds me a lot of Miguel Cabrera.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I think like Miguel Cabrera,
0: like season. he just always ha- puts together good at bats, he tries does. to go the other way. Jose Abreu reminds me a lot of him. Um, so that that'll be it'll be so fun to watch. You get the team like the A's, who their pitching isn't really their strong suit. Um, they can usually hit the, the crab out of the ball, but I'm excited to see they're pitching against that, you know, that young lineup for the uh, for
1: the White Sox. Oh, yeah. Well, the bracket is set. First game is on October 5th. We will get you our predictions on our Friday episode. Um, I'm pretty excited for that, and just to get that MLB postseason up. MLB postseason is just always the best. Oh, it's so fun. So uh, definitely looking forward to that. But we have one more thing to do today, and I think we all know what that is. We are going to predict our Monday night game. Um, it is 4.30-ish here in Pittsburgh, um, so we are going yep, to... Yep, this game uh,
0: um, airs at 8.15, it begins. Um, Eastern time, yeah. Yeah, Eastern Eastern Standard Time. I know we have listeners
1: all across the country, so Eastern Standard couple, Time. A couple across 8:00. the globe, too. Shout yeah, out, shout out. I think
0: we'll, Belgium made a couple guys. Anyway, anyway. Yeah. Um, to the Chiefs at the Ravens. Uh-huh. Um, so home game for Lamar. I know a lot of non-fans, but still home game. Um. They're favored by three and a half. Okay. And the over under is 54 and a half. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to call it now. I think it's an easy over. Two really, really good offenses. Yep. And, t- and I know that the Ravens have a really good defense as well. But um, when you have to the be. Uh, home, uh, okay. So here's the thing I think we can all agree that Lamar and them are going to put up about 30 points.
1: Yeah.
0: And so in order to stay under that 54 and um, over under, you'd have to hold the Chiefs to under 20, 20 points. points yeah. Yeah. Which just simply won't happen. No, Patrick Mahomes is gonna go off. Yeah, under twenty-four points. I don't think that's gonna happen. Mm-mm. I think it's gonna be a very close game. It's always a really good game when you get these two teams together.
1: Guys, this is the Monday night game we've been waiting for. Live, oh, I'm so excited. One. Like these quarterbacks. This is, this is number ahead. one
0: and two in the league, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean other than Russell Wilson, but No,
0: no, I'm saying I'm saying team wise. Oh team
1: wise, yeah. Um This is just this is the one versus two
0: seed that everybody wants to see. And um well, Let's look at some matchup numbers here. We'll give you guys the rundown. Um, so far this year, Ravens are averaging thirty-five and a half points. The Chiefs, twenty-eight and a half. Um, the Chiefs are averaging more pass yards by about twenty yards. Um, the Ravens are averaging more rushing yards by about twenty-five um, yards. And then, uh, the opponents' points per game. The Ravens are holding their opponents to only eleven points per game, but KC holding them to twenty. Mm-hmm. So, KC's defense is pretty good. Um, I think both defense are gonna pretty much get shredded though. Oh, yeah. Um, like a little bit, but uh, it's gonna be a
1: shootout. Yeah, I agree.
0: I, I think, agree. I think statistically the Ravens have them beat in every category. Um, and not not for that reason, but I am gonna pick the Ravens. I I, I think I think they're just such a well-rounded team. Okay, it's hard to go away from Patrick Mahomes. And them, it's hard to pick against Patrick Mahomes. I think he's gonna have that type of effect on betting that Brady had. Um, Brady was. I think, what, an underdog in, like, two or three games in the last, like, 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that Brady effect, and it, it's, t- it's weird seeing Mahomes as the underdog because I think he's going to long-term have that type of effect where it's hard to bet against him. Yeah. Um, but I, I am going to have to pick Lamar and company. I just think they're just so talented. Um, there's the ways they're able to hit you with the running game. You're able to give it to Lamar. You're able to give it to Mark Ingram, J.K. Dobbins, or you could say, psych, we're going to go play. I fake Mark Andrews, Hollywood Browns emerging. Um, so I, I think the Ravens are just a more well rounded team.
1: I'm going to take the Chiefs. I'm going to say this is going to be one of two losses all year for the Ravens. Um, okay. I, I think the Ravens dropped two this year. We predicted them 14 and two. I think this is one of the games. Actually, they I think
0: leave. I did I, when I was doing the the predictions for the season. I did. I, I do think I picked the Chiefs, but um, the last week they didn't look good. And uh I think the Ravens just look like the better team right now. Okay. I'm gonna take K C. Do you think do you like him to cover the three and a half?
1: I do. I think All it's right. I, be close. I, I
0: think the Ravens do cover the three and a half. I think it's like a four point game. I think it's one of those, you know, 35, 31 type games.
1: Yeah, and I'm definitely taking the over. We already talked. About yeah, that. yeah,
0: I'm taking the over as well. Clearly. Oh, yeah, um, I, it's gonna.
1: If this game ends in a tie, I am. I'm never. Never doing watching this again. again. Nope. Nope. Sure. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> I probably so, will, but I mean, still that that would just suck. I am so excited for this game. The only thing that could ruin this game for me is that the ending in a tie, like with <laughs> Cincinnati and um, yeah Philadelphia.
0: Um, who um, do you yeah. think is? The, mm, let's see. Let's, let's go with the most impressive player of the game.
1: Patrick Mahomes. You think
0: it's going to be I think now?
1: he's going to do things this game that nobody has seen from an NFL quarterback. I'm talking evading the rush, uh, gunslinger, but also we've seen how can cons- how just He could uh, be a
0: surgeon too. And I think he might surgeon. put them both
1: together. This year, I think he's taking that next step. I know we talked about it um a good bit on the show, how he's taking that next step. He's becoming Less and less of a gunslinger, but still has that same gunslinger talent. Yeah, he can if he wants to be, but I think he's. I think he's leaving that to just in case. You know what I mean? And his efficiency is just off the charts too. So I take Mahomes uh, to be the most impressive player, just the really standout guy in this game. Who are you going?
0: I'm going to go on the defensive side of the ball. Okay, I told you guys going into the year, Patrick Queen, the rookie out of LSU, um, the linebacker for Baltimore. I think he's going to be huge, and here's why. Because Clyde Edwards-Alaire is big out of the backfield. Mm -hmm. And I think Patrick Queen is probably going to draw the matchup on him Uh, nine times out of ten. He's a very athletic linebacker, can move sideline to sideline very quickly. Um, But is also able to to be a really – he leads the team in tackles with 11 tackles. Um, So I think he's going to be a stand-up player. If he can perform, Mm -hmm. if he can lock down Clyde Edwards-Alaire, maybe even do a spy occasionally on Patrick Mahomes because he does like to take off occasionally. Yeah. Um, I think he could be a really, really uh big impact player for that defense. And I think that could be the difference in winning because I think if you let Patrick Mahomes sit back there and uh and and pick some things apart and if it's not open down the field, if you let him have that safety valve, especially such a good safety valve and Clyde Edwards Alaire, you're gonna have a problem. Oh yeah.
1: Well, we shall see. Make sure you tune in tonight, eight fifteen Eastern Standard Time on ESPN. The Chiefs traveling down to M and T Bank Stadium in Baltimore to take on Lamar and the Ravens. So should be a good game. Guys, thanks for sticking around through the episode. Uh, If you want to go back, we covered some MLB uh, matchups for the postseason. Uh, We had our Sunday thoughts. Uh, Everything from Sunday was covered. Um, Yeah, so thanks for listening. Check out our Instagram, at the underscore issue podcast, and our Twitter is just at the issue podcast. Uh, Thanks for hanging around, and we will catch you guys on Wednesday. That was the issue podcast.